Hi, and welcome to Pass the Golden Popcorn, an MTV Movie Award podcast where we look at those wild films nominated for MTV Movie Awards and try and figure out who really should have won. I'm Kenny Sage, a foremost movie expert. And I'm Ben Grigg, a foremost kissing expert. And once again, I forgot to ask our guests what she's an expert on, so... Film festivals, we want to say? It's... Yeah, that's that's probably right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So jo- joining us this week, uh, one of one of the four hosts of the Can I of the Cans I Kick It podcast. Uh, please welcome uh, Jesse Weber. Hey, Jesse. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. What a group of movies we have. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited because when I, when I reach out to you, I'll be honest, like just knowing you well, like in knowing how your movie tastes run, I was not sure you would find any year you wanted to, like, do specifically that hadn't been taken. So when you said, oh, yeah, 2004, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, just even though I know you. Yeah. Even though- I mean, it was it was a little bit of picking at scraps, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this in general was kind of going to be not quite my field, but I'm happy to go outside I of mean, my you forte. You didn't want to and... take on 2007 with Little Man? <laughs> no, uh, I can't say that one stuck out yeah, to me. Fair enough. At least this one you got to talk about one movie you like. Yeah. Uh huh. So Jesse, the first thing that I like to ask our our guests, and a question that Ben and I have definitely answered ourselves at some point, and what does kissing mean to you in movies or otherwise? What does kissing mean to me? Um, not a lot. Uh, it's pretty good. Great, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. a perfect attitude to get when, yeah, about to judge a bunch of kisses. So. <laughs> yeah, I would say kisses. Kissing is maybe even less in my sort of range than a mainstream Hollywood film, but we'll do what we can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I am I am probably like unironically the opposite. Not cuz I like I kiss a bunch, but I <laughs> never watched movies. And now I'm on like a five movie a week like rate. That mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. I used to watch like Sure. Oh yeah, that's that's too <laughs> many. Too many. <laughs> I mean not n- not necessarily like too many to watch it on me. I do watch that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What if what if Morris well, Scorsese you, hears you? Right. <laughs> you bring this up like every week except except Actually, I don't think you brought it up last yeah. week. Like, did you watch Gangs of New York at like no, I watched, double speed? I watched that one at normal speed because I was watching it with friends. But not only did I watch movies, <laughs> I watched three out of the four of them at two times speed while at work. Um, this time on my phone. <laughs> but I feel like I got at a good experience out of all of them. I always make sure to take notes as well. Mm-hmm. That's a little nerve-wracking <laughs> considering you said three out of four and there were five movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are reasons that I maybe don't want to count Bruce Almighty. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. That's probably the movie I am least qualified to talk about right now and that I have seen it but truly have no memory of it. Yeah, I was in the yeah. same boat until like I rewatched it. Because <laughs> I, I did watch I have... it a long time ago. But yeah. All of it was, I remember... I remember him parting the red soup, and that's it. <laughs> mm, I can't say I even remember that. I remember 
bits and pieces of him kind of going up, I guess, to heaven and talking to Morgan Freeman, but yeah, yeah, it's not. It's a movie that I liked perfectly fine at the time, but assume is probably terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it at a at like a birthday party sleepover once when I was a kid and had fond memories, but. I'm now realizing the fun memories are probably just of the sleepover or, and like not Bruce Almighty Gore. itself. Just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll have, I'll have plenty to say about it when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But first we'll just renounce the 2004 MTV movie awards were held on June 5th, 2004. Uh, they were hosted by Lindsay Lohan. Um, rising star at the time. Def- definitely nothing going to yeah. go wrong there. <laughs> I wouldn't think of her as someone who would necessarily host something, but I guess that has to do with how her career went. Uh, you know, in 2004, I can see, I don't know, even in 2004, it feels kind of like a Anne Hathaway, James Franco thing, where it's like, don't you want to get someone who, like, is a host? Yeah, I mean... Is a, you know... I'll, I'll say, like, of what kind of different hosts I'm... I mean, I don't remember all of them, but I'm sure she was not the weirdest host right. I've ever had for the thing. But sure. Sure. It's not definitely not like something like, for example, this year's was Leslie Jones, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of get that one. Like, Yeah, that's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, Lindsay Lohan 2004, like, trying to think if she had even done Mean Girls yet, or if that's like that year. Like, it's... Mean Girls might be that year. It's that year or the year before. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then... Oh yeah, I know I sent this to both of you, I don't know if ever you managed to watch it, but for the first time, I was actually able to find footage of the Best Kiss presentation, which was presented yeah. by the dynamic duel of Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and Paris Hilton. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I watched this about 15 minutes ago. I watched ago. this during my lunch break today. It was, it was amazing. It was so chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... There's, uh... Yeah, it's... Yeah. If you're hearing Snoop Dogg and Paris Hilton going, that seems like an unusual team to present an award, you would be correct. Like, it's... Well, they clearly knew that Starsky and Hutch was going to win, because they had the video from Owen Wilson. They do not have the integrity of the Oscars. So, Snoop Dogg makes sense, because he's in the movie. And then Paris Hilton is also (laughs) there. Yeah. Uh, for a yeah. bit where Snoop Dogg's like, you know, I've never been kissed before. And then Paris Hilton yeah, kisses him. Uh, not a very yeah, good Yeah, then bit. Paris Hilton kisses him on the cheek. He's like, oh, you know, I've never had a second kiss. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, the the rest we can... I mean, I mean, I guess they also factor into the acceptance speech, which is unusual and doesn't happen. Uh-huh. But... Right, but it's because only Carmen Electra yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, only Carmen Electra was only there. Only she's there, so she, like, kisses both Paris Hilton and Snoop Dogg, sort of, like, trying their best yes. to recreate that kiss. And then Owen Wilson is on uh, on set for Wedding Crashers. An <laughs> even worse listen, movie than Starsky listen, and Hutch. Wedding Crashers has one joke that split my sides in half. Um, it's when, it's when, like, they're already, like, they're already, like, pretty deep into, like, the main plot, and then Owen Wilson says, Mm -hmm. uh, Can I tell you something without you getting angry? And then, um, I can't remember, he's the bad guy in Sarchine Hutch, which is the actor, it's, um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's like, okay, and then Owen Wilson's like, 
I love you. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. I do that to my friends all the time. I just like that one scene. <laughs> but as yeah, a movie, I'm sure it sure. does not. I, if I remember, I remember watching it like in like a chain of like five movies, just like on my on my iPad at mm-hmm. night. So. Okay. So- so you have done like five movies in a week before you did this. <laughs> I've done five movies in like a night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, well, since yeah. Oh yeah, there's also I want to bring out because when they when they go to show the clips of the nominees, there's a bizarre animated sequence to show the best yeah. kiss category. Oh, yeah. A doctor and a oh, my God. Just, like kissing it's, a corpse. It's yeah. Insane. I was so confused. Uh-huh. Why? Why would? Mm-hmm. I was like, is this, have they, is this, are they, what are they doing? I was like, did I forget about this scene in one yeah, of the yeah, like, Is like... this something they do every year? Like, do all the other categories have some weird thing with it? Like, it's... Uh, also, like, it's so know. weird. To, like, the video quality of, like, the YouTube video, that was like, was, did 2004 mm-hmm. really look like that? I guess I was really, I was like six at the time. I mean, I think they recorded yeah, it on a VHS, is what appeared to have happened. Yeah, so. I guess I, yeah. that's just, it's just... Yeah, yeah I mean, it would have been... That's how you would have recorded yeah, things as yeah. a home viewer. Four was a pretty high-definition world. Yeah, fair like, enough. On, honestly, I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Um, it really does fit with the tone of that whole video. Yeah, we were still only kind of sure yeah, the that only... DVD was going to last. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll say the only other thing I noticed is that they seem to have changed the music for the monster scene because it's oh yeah don't stop believing in the movie and they use something else I guess because they couldn't get the rights to don't stop believing. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice. I'm like, that's not the song. Like, the... yeah, either well, either couldn't get the rights or didn't care enough to get the yeah. rights. And I hadn't even, like, really rewatched the monster clip. This was just on memory where I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how this scene, like, this going it, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, uh, but without further ado, and since we've already partly started talking about one of the films already, because we're very good at being structured and on task, um... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, so for, <laughs> so for Best Kiss 2004, the nominees are... Yeah. Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci, Monster. Keanu Reeves and Monica Bellucci, The Matrix Reloaded. Jim Carrey and Jennifer Aniston, Bruce Almighty. Sean Ashmore and Anna Paquin, X2. And the winner. In a historic event, uh, Owen Wilson, Carmen Electra, and Amy Smart for Starsky and Hutch. The first three-way kiss wow. to win at the MTV Movie Awards. Finally. Not the first that, one nominated. Is it, I, I, I've looked at the Wikipedia page. Is it the... But but don't remember. Is it the only three-way kiss? No. no the, it's the not. Wild Things won. Uh, you've, got, you've got one more. You've got one more than oh, one really? coming oh, wow. up and some other nominees. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We're the Millers, which was not the only three-way kiss nominated that year. In the, <laughs> That's right. An episode where we talk about We're the Millers and Spring Breakers. <laughs> oh, hell of a week. I am looking at the uh, the list and remembering that last year uh, only TV shows were nominated. Yeah. Maybe I should have asked for that. Much easier to watch five TV episodes <laughs> than five oh, no, movies. Ha- you have to watch the whole series. That's our rules. Oh, I mean, that's what well, we and Kenny I mean, are going to do. All right. right. 
<laughs> I mean, I've seen some of those shows. I do want to get to Outer Banks eventually because, like, it's it's a teen show about treasure hunting. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I've watched every episode of Riverdale. Yeah. I can do like twenty episodes of this or whatever. Like the yeah, <laughs> there's the uh, there's someone interesting in that, isn't there? Like an adult who has. A recurring role, I yeah, feel like. It's... Elizabeth Mitchell is in the second season. Oh, is she? But I guess that's not the season. Yeah, as Carla Limbry, Ward's former associate in Finding the Royal Merchant. Hmm. Don't know what those words mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ch- Charles <laughs> uh, Esten. Ward is the... Charles Esten is, like, the, like, I think, interesting adult in it from... Also... Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't say i know who that oh he is. oh he i guess interesting to me he was on nashville for several years so yeah unrelated um i've been trying my best to avoid watching ready player one for no real reason but i guess i'm gonna have to eventually <laughs> oh boy yeah that's uh it's a movie, i hear <laughs> not a good movie yeah it's it's quite bad it hasn't, it hasn't even had a sequel yet even though it'd be the perfect title yeah there's a sequel to oh. the book. I forget if they called it the, the obvious, obvious thing. They did call it the obvious a thing. Space okay. Jam yeah. 2, A New Legacy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, they both have the Iron Giant. Man, we didn't even wait for the Matrix segment to bring up Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all I could think of when watching it, too. <laughs> You're like, where's Granny? Where's, like, where's oh. Speedy Gonzales? Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so Starsky and Hutch. Exactly. What a, a great segue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was, like, shocked at how funny I found this movie. Like, just, like, and not even, like, necessarily, like, the big, like, over-the-top, like, uh, he shot the horse jokes, but just, like, the little quips beyond, back and forth between them. Like, when they're talking about, like, I think it's, like, Big Paul or something, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, it could be, like, an ironic name, but, like, well, he's, like, more average height, so, like, it wouldn't really make sense. Like, stuff like that just right. cracked me up. Or, like, the really, like, the really, like, um, uh, like, inquisitive, um, like, henchman to Snoop Dogg who just, like, knew so much about everything. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I definitely understand that reaction. I definitely was, like, oh, there's some really funny stuff in this, though I think it, that becomes less the case as it goes on and in general i just think that like if you take it as a whole the bad definitely overwhelms the good even if there is like solid stuff in there but i can see like there's so it it has some similarities to a, a lot of similarities really to like 21 jump street which i loved at the time and i am like oh if i if I had seen Starsky and Hutch when I saw 21 Jump Street, would I have liked it as much? And vice versa, if I saw uh, 21 Jump Street now, would I like it as much? And the answer to both of those questions is probably no. Uh, I mean, I'll say I think 21 Jump Street is probably better than Starsky and Hutch. I'm, 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 yeah. Probably. I'm in the middle. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably that's, the uh, case. It's going to be so tough for me. I don't, this, this is definitely just like a yeah. difference of opinion because I adored this movie and probably like yeah. even all the parts that you guys didn't like mm. so much. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. The one part where I'm like uh, was Will Ferrell's um, uncredited guest role, which mm-hmm. just because that gets really into like jokes where like it's 
gay panicky. Yeah, I think like... that's really a really. I mean, I think there's two very disappointing supporting performances. That is the one that is more disappointing. The other one is just like Jesus Christ. This is where Chris Penn's career was at this point. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's particularly sad because he dies a couple of years later. Uh, yeah, it's just. But not yeah. Top being my netty, just but not the uh not my netty, the director who has a film in venice competition this year hey just bringing in your expertise hey. so. yeah it makes me remember we don't have a venice episode scheduled for our <laughs> podcast right now uh that's probably a good way to starting i think starting later this week <laughs> uh yeah, I'll have to make a note of that to, uh, well, I guess it goes in the news segment now. We'll figure it yeah. out. So this film, directed by, Ben, I don't know if you knew this, but it was directed by Todd the Phillips. Joker who did guy. The... He's the Joker yeah. man. You think yep. we won't werewolf? I love the Joker. <laughs> Haven't seen Joker. I mean, I'm in general fairly biased against oh, yeah. todd phillips yeah. i think mostly just because i think joker sounds really stupid yeah. uh but yeah, the movies of his i've seen old school is the one from the same era as this and i remember that as being okay i bet it's got some of the same like garbage that's in this one and then the hangover is like fine war dogs jonah hill is I mean, my line on War Dogs is just, you can watch the Jonah Hill laugh compilation and you've seen everything that's remotely worthwhile from War Dogs. Oh, I mean, I like I like that... War Dogs. <laughs> Joker, I somehow saw in theaters twice. Because, um, <laughs> like, I saw it on opening night and then I went to visit our theme song composer, Matt Zamard, and he's like, yeah, let's go to Joker. And then I'm like, ah, uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, he's like, I'll pay for you. I'm like, all right. And then I sat through Joker a second time <laughs> and was like, yeah. eh. Joker is a... I don't have strong feelings one way or another with Joker, mm -hmm. but sure. Joker yeah. is a I mean speaking yeah. of uh speaking of Venice, that is the big legacy for me of Joker, of course, is Lucretia Martel giving it the Golden Lion and specifically uh being in the uh the Tiff Bell Lightbox uh movie at the bar of the movie theater, uh and being sitting next to my friend Emilio and us looking at our phones and being like, what the fuck? Joker won the Golden Lion? I can curse, yes. right? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, um, yeah, I, I figured. I've never had to ask that question yeah. before, though. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Emilio's um, a future guest. I got him. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and I have to say that I forgot about, of course, Todd Phillips's best film, uh, bittersweet motel the documentary about fish which uh nonetheless has some of the todd phillips uh ogling women issues but is mostly kind of good it's not nearly as good as a fish documentary should be i've heard that the newer one uh between me and my mind is a lot better maybe i'll watch that oh yeah for my next birthday. oh yeah that's jesse's other area of expertise band uh the band fish just <laughs> Scott yeah i mean i wouldn't feel comfortable calling that one of my areas of expertise only because that that one there are so many people that know so much more than me uh 
I'm a relatively new convert uh, in the, just in the last three, four years, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, going so, yeah, back to Cersei Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, obviously, like, like 21 Jump Street, it's a remake of an old television show. Well, uh-huh. unlike 21 Jump Street, where, I mean, it is sort of the thing where, like, the original cast members done, but this one is kind of being, like, a prequel to it. So it's when Starsky first meets Hutch. Also, right. yeah, yes. Wikipedia explains that the film switches the personalities of the title characters. So it's like... Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, so, like, Hutch is more by the books in the, like, TV show, and Starsky's the one who's, like, streetwise. And then in this one... Why would they do that? <laughs> Maybe because Owen Wilson's like, I'm not playing someone named Starsky. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Like, oh, just... listen, yeah, I guess. Listen, I think I think it fits Ben. I think Ben Stiller is better at playing like an uptight kind of guy, and Owen Wilson is definitely better at playing like a hey, I play by my own rules kind of guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, Honestly, I agree like, with that. Though I think they. I think they both could yeah, exactly. do either well, yeah. one, but you're right that I think the way they did Owen it fits Wilson can better. Do a car, he can do anything, and if Ben Stiller can <laughs> do a a, a a museum night shift guy, he can do anything. Um. <laughs> I wish one of those movies had been nominated for Best Kiss. I would have picked that year. <laughs> yeah, the weirdly animated films never especially get Battle a, of the Smithsonian. Animated films never get a best. Ki- kiss arms for some reason let's no 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 not cars night at the museum <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay um, yeah well yeah night at the museum not a lot of kissing going on in those ones too much museums to guard exactly or... i mean there's amy adams plays amelia Earhart in the second one and definitely like the thrust of that movie is like a love story between her and Whatever Ben Stiller's name is, yeah. uh, I mean, it's also about in that Hank is area playing in a Egyptian man. Like it's sure, sure, but yeah, that's gonna be that's my stance. Is that my uh, Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian should have been nominated for best yeah, kiss for when Abraham Lincoln monument monument kisses the Einstein bobbleheads. <laughs> Yeah. So we have a quick summary of this film. Yeah, so it's like David Starsky, who is Ben Stiller playing a Ben Stiller type, basically. Just his his personality traits are he really loves his car, which I believe is like from the show, like or eventually becomes from the show. (laughs) And loves to like pursue just minor crimes very zealously. Yeah. Yes, and then Owen Wilson is Hutch, who is more of the street street type guy. He works alongside like criminals there to kind of get their kind of get the inside track, and they get into shenanigans and they're forced to partner up. I believe it's supposed to be a punishment. Yes, uh, Starsky is like by the books, and Hutch is by the crooks. Hey. Yeah. Is mm. that a quote from the movie, or did you make that? I up? just made that up right now. <laughs> that's really wow, good. That's impressive. <laughs> put that in the movie. Uh, <laughs> just... Listen, yeah. Todd, Todd Phillips, um, let me make your Joker too. Now that I've proven that I could write movies better than you, <laughs> he will mm. say society fifty more times. 
Did he? Oh, he does have a screenplay credit, so that this makes sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. And... Let me write your Joker too. Seems like it would be the like a weird out lyric. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's got a good rhythm to it. Yeah. Oh, like Kenny was saying, yeah, they're kind of, yeah, like the by the the sort of clean cut and more of like they get in his hands dirty kind of cops. Um, and then there's sort of this underpinning of a, of like a big coke deal going on with Vince Vaughn's character, Mr. Reese Feldman, who like, he's able to like to do all his like criminal activity while still having the appearance of like being like a, I don't know what his job is, but like, he's just, he's just like a, he, people think that he's not doing like a lawyer yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah. An upstanding community member. Exactly. First and foremost. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah. it's, it's yeah, very much like the 21 jump street, like they they don't get along at first and yeah. they start getting along and then they they try to bust the guy but it turns out they don't bust him good enough and it ends up making them look like a fool and they lose their and then they badges. get in a fight yeah exactly. they and even do the bit where they accidentally take the drug up. that's on the <laughs> that's right that's uh i mean it's even more extended in starsky and hutch i do have my main take on that segment of the movie is that Part of that segment of the movie is that he gets in a dance-off with some other guy. It's uh, refereed by Patton Oswalt. But he he's still very high on this cocaine when he's doing the dance. But his dancing and the other guy's dancing are the same. I feel like he should clear be like clearly coked up as he is dancing and he goes back to doing coke bits as soon as the dance-off is over but during the dance-off there's not really any coke bits yeah he's weirdly sober during the dance scene yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. unless they're saying that under coke he dances like a normal person just... <laughs> i guess exactly. that would be an interesting take for the film to yeah. have so um i think after this scene uh, is I think it like uh, leads us into like the titular kiss of of the movie. The that's right, because Ben Stiller falls asleep because uh, the coke is worn off, and we do get to the kiss. Yeah. yeah. So as part of their investigation, they come across these two cheerleaders, Stacy and Holly, played by Carmen Electra and Amy Smart. Are they, I guess, college cheerleaders? Or is the bit that they're high school cheerleaders, but they're old? I think they're college, because they run run into him, because the whole thing is they are turned on to, like, Vince Vaughn's character's operation because one of his dealers screws up and gets killed. Right. And then when they're Mm -hmm. questioning, they're like, well, the dealer's been dating this cheerleader. And the dealer's an adult, so unless they want to go into, like, weird stuff in, like... I, right. I'm Which pretty I sure certainly everyone here wouldn't put past Todd Phillips. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For for the sake of like other films we've have had to watch for this thing, I really hope everyone involved is an adult. This is how we're proceeding. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Unlike the questionableness. Then, I mean, they they certainly are played by adults. Yeah. yeah. No matter who they're yeah. playing. Um, yeah. If I can, uh, yeah, pretty. If I could describe it in one word. Um, underwhelming i thought it was gonna be like crazy but it was just kind of like a couple of pecks and then the girls kiss and then it cuts away yeah it's a very normal kiss yeah it's 
at no point during I I didn't it did not occur to me while I was watching it. Oh, this is the kiss that won. Like I wasn't even thinking about why I was watching it at any yeah. point. And then I finished the movie and I was like, wait, wasn't there supposed to be a kiss in that? Yeah. And then I looked it up on Wikipedia and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that did happen. Other than it involving three people, it's a very normal kiss. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, especially mm. when you have, like, uh, it to compare to, like, the Wild Things kiss that was not only, like, crazy in and of itself, it was also, like, <laughs> it was also paired with, like, an insane twist as well. Like, this one just ah, doesn't compare, you know? Yeah, yeah. it will get to the rankings, I yeah, guess, the but end. it's certainly not at the top yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely not, no. I think yeah. the, the Academy got this one wrong. Sorry, Todd Phillips. You're, none of your movies yeah, will ever win anything. Because <laughs> during that ceremony, when they show the kiss, that one, you clearly hear someone in the audience going, woo! Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think the two biggest pops are for um, Starsky and Hutch and X2 is what it seemed like to me. I don't know, maybe in 2004, like, a, a three-way kiss was still kind of like, ooh, clearly they haven't yeah. watched The mm-hmm. Wild Things. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, it, it, was like a, uh-huh. it was like a priest. Oh, I don't even know if there was, like, three-way kisses and sister wives, but it was, the idea of, like, yeah, look, kisses between multiple people, like, or that kind of stuff was still, like, you know, it was a new concept in our, like, post-9-11 world. <laughs> Just... Yeah, exactly. Sure. That's that's honestly yeah. like how you break up the kiss awards into pre and post. Mm-hmm. Pre and post nine eleven. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, um, we'll have a podcast where we don't mention it, Kenny. <laughs> we, we didn't mention it in like the Moulin Rouge episode. That's good. Like that, I'm glad. To be fair, I brought it up this yeah. time. So <laughs> we're we're getting equal yeah. footing. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, the kiss happens around like the halfway point, and then it gets into more interest, like. I mean, more interesting set PC stuff. Like, I don't think much of the set PC stuff works, other than the mime bit, which is very, very yeah. funny, where they're just being bad mimes. Yeah. I like the little That's... kid who just throws knives, like at the. Thing, I and did. Like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> they're like, is that like a, a small adult, or is it just like a kid? And they just yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's like a cheap joke, yeah. but like I'm like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, it's, honestly. But yeah, the mime bit. The funniest bits for this in this movie for me were definitely just more like the dialogue and just them like talking to each other. But like the big set piece stuff, like other than like yeah, the mime stuff was classic. Like the set piece stuff, like mm-hmm. just really didn't click with me as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they 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 sort of through a bit of like detective work, they're able to find out that like oh Vince Vaughn is like dealing coke. And they they threw like a miscommunication during mine hijinks. Um, they they think that it's in the garage, so Ben Siller unloads his pistol into it, ends up killing a horse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, his daughter's like uh, Vince Vaughn's daughter's bat mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the horse was the bat mitzvah present. Yeah, it's it's unclear if like a bullet actually hit the horse or if it was just the shock of like the. Oh, I think several bullets hit the horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that causes Starsky and Hutch to like get their badges like revoked, and it's also revealed that Starsky like two weeks ago like filled out a file to get like reassigned. So like they're sort of like they're broken right. up for like two minutes. 
um, yeah, yeah, have like their big apology scene. Um, yeah, after uh, yeah, after like H- yeah, Hutch's young uh, yeah black neighbor friend kid Willis gets injured in like a bomb in what I think is supposed to be a satirical bit, but also it's like, hmm, just. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie when like when like his little kid body like flings forward that was kind of funny. I, okay, I assume yeah. there it was supposed to be somewhat like comedic or maybe it was like yeah. sort of like I assume stuff like that like happened. It is a like lot. very like really very like it feels like something that would happen in the seventies. Yeah, sure. exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is that like it feels like it's like an homage yeah. to like something that happened a ton back then. Yeah. Also, yeah, we've skipped around Snoop Dogg, who plays the character of oh, Huggy yeah. Bear, who is like their yeah. informant on the show, and I think one of the better performances in the movie. Oh yes, like, yeah, he's solid. Snoop Dogg always does a pretty good job. Like, it's someone yeah. who, like I don't, yeah. I don't think the... he has like a super illustrious like acting career. Like, he's he's mostly on his music. Not stuff. really. I mean, he's great in uh, the Beach Bum. Yeah, he's fun in like his five seconds of pop star for the. He's good when he plays um, mm-hmm. Moses in epic rap battles of history. I'm, I'm sure he's good on that show he does with Martha Stewart that oh, I've yeah. never seen, but it's funny that it he exists. He does a voice in Arthur and the Invisibles. Um, <laughs> really? What, really? Oh, he's cousin. Yeah. He plays cousin It in the Adams Family movies. Oh, the Adam, I yeah. know this because in the trailer for sure. Adams Family 2, the only song that plays that isn't Riding Dirty is like a scene when It shows up and suddenly the music's like, Whatever song he does, where it's like it's Snoop Dogg, and he's like, yeah, da 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 da, just yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember there was like I can't remember what game it was. It was something like Call of Duty or Battlefield, but he was like at like a release for it, and he was talking like a he was talking in such cryptic language. It was insane. He he was literally being like he was like we got some like secret stuff. I can't tell you about it, but like we're doing some like things once we get it done. Like but like we got we got some stuff under the wrap so and he's just talking about like playing like a like a call of duty demo he, he's a <laughs> incredibly like he's an incredibly fun person to just watch be you know mm-hmm. yeah but ultimately it culminates in the scene where they go to like their charity ball um and there's something where like snoop dogg's been involved like disguised as like a golf caddy and he's not happy about it but it leads to, like, a big scene where, in what's supposed to be the big hero mo- moment, where, like, Vince Vaughn is getting away on a yacht, and Sorcy and Hutch are, like, pursuing in, like, their car. And it goes to the, like, climactic thing where they, like, drive the car, like, off the pier to attempt to land on the right. boat. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is the big heroic thing. But then, and this is something I thought worked. But they are way off, and then they just drive into the yeah. ocean. And the <laughs> That's villain, not bad. Yeah. It's and, a good he, bit. and the guy only gets caught because Snoop Dogg was just hiding on board and knocks him out with like a golf club. Yes. Yeah. You know what I just remembered last night? I had a dream where we drove a car into the river. I was in the passenger seat. Not the passenger seat. I was in the back seat alone i think one of my parents was driving and uh woke up before i got out of the car uh was like ah interesting i think that was last night i don't know if this was uh influenced by by, uh by you know what i bet it's a combination of uh starsky and hutch and the succession season one finale which i watched relatively recently 
yeah, that would do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the day is saved. Snoop Dogg steals mm-hmm. one of the money briefcases and just kind of gets <laughs> yes. away with it. It's good. And I mean, that's what him and yeah. uh, Hutch's relationship is. Yeah. And then they ultimately just. It ends with like the original Starsky and Hutch giving them a new car. That's like the same. I think the same one from like the yes. show. And they go out on like. Well, it's a... the same one from the show, but it's also just the same one that Hi. that he was driving. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, wow, you have my car. So again, it's there's some bits. Um, Will Ferrell, we talked about this a bit. He has a role as a prisoner who gives information in exchange for favors. Mainly, I believe they show their bellies or something, and. They like do a there's a thing that they cut away from where I think the implication is that they're pretending to be dragons and one of them mounts the other one. I, I that I really was just like this yeah. is there's gross yeah, all you see is like the stuff. cops watch footage from the prison and they all make fun of yeah. them and you're like, ah, oh, um, right. I yeah. definitely didn't find it hilarious. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> it's um, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I I think the line in the car later. Um, I think what sold, sold it for me was just the line in the car later where Ben Siller goes like, "Do you think dragons really do that?" That that's. I think that <laughs> sold the scene for me. But I I understand where it might be a, it might not be as funny for other people. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Also, uh, yeah. Can probably move on from this in a moment, yeah. but, uh, yeah. But but Vince Vaughn's like. Mistress Accomplice is played by past Best Kiss nominee Juliette Lewis. That's right. Uh, she doesn't get a ton to do, but she's in the movie. Yeah. She was previously nominated for Cape Fear in a nomination that definitely does not make me go, why was this nominated? <laughs> oh, uh, um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say this was a movie, it had a... Uh, a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. It got a B from CinemaScore, which is alright. Uh, and, you know, Roger Ebert liked it. He gave it three stars. And yet, the Razzies nominated Ben Stiller for Worst Actor. Like, Car- they also nominated Carmen Electra for Worst Supporting Actress, which is like, you know, whatever. I'm sure Carmen Electra was... Uh, you know the person de jour to dump on but like ben stiller for worst actor he's fine he's pretty funny yeah, i think yeah. he's definitely like that's bizarre yeah, i think yeah i think like i think the performances in this movie like are good i think like any of like the faults it comes down to like the writing i would say yeah the razzies i think like yeah. to pick on the same performers over and over is which ben is... stiller one of them though yeah, that's uh, yeah. I like, okay. I, like, I think he is like more popular than like Adam Sandler or whoever. Who, you even like? Sorry. Oh, this that's is interesting. A, this is just gonna be me ranting that Adam Sandler got Razzie noms for Hubie Halloween, which he is great in. But um, sure. Also, oh yeah. Here, here's something like in a in a why did this not get nominated? Fifty first dates was like this year and got a bunch of nominations for yeah, other things. I was surprised. I didn't know why that movie they had, maybe they didn't, they had Adam Sandler last year. Maybe they just didn't want to do him again. 
Yeah. I mean, I they, guess, did, they did three straight years of Woody Harrelson. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, how, how are you not going to have the X-Men 2 kiss, though? Come on. How are you not yeah, going to... I mean, I mean, there's a kiss I here I would probably cut. It We'll, we'll get to it in a bit, but... First, if... There's uh, a couple. I'm, yeah. There's, there's some easy cuts, I think. Yeah. But if everyone said everything they have about Starsky and Hutch, then I think it's time to get into Monster. Okay. What did you guys think of Monster? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have less to say about the rest of these movies just because uh, yeah. uh, I haven't seen any of them, yeah. especially recently. Uh, Matrix Two I watched like a couple of years. No, that was only like a year ago. So yeah, that's fresh-ish in my mind. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah, and you have not seen Monster before. You just saw like the. I've not seen Monster. I, I mean, I can give my my take on the kiss really quickly, which is just that. Uh, yeah, I think it it's clear. Like, oh yeah, this one is like a good kiss. I can see why, for a low profile movie, I'm sure this did not get any other. MTV movie, well, maybe because Charlie's Theron won the Oscar, she would have gotten nominated, but, like, clearly not an MTV movie award-friendly movie. I can see why this kiss got nominated. It's, yeah, like, it's, well done. It's super good. Yeah, I was, like, oh, yeah, it's a great kiss. Uh, yeah, Charlize Theron did get Best Female Performance nom. She lost to Uma Thurman for Kill Bill. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, I haven't one. seen the movie, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is one. It's Ben. I don't know if you know this. Directed by Patty Jenkins, who did both Wonder Woman woman movies. Oh wow! Yeah, this is yeah, kind of it's her debut. her only other movie. Oh yeah, a, a small but pretty pretty consistent uh, run. Yeah. Um. This is, I believe, the third film that gets an MTV movie nominee. Nation where one of the kiss participants is a serial killer. Yeah. Well, at least in this <laughs> one, the kiss happens before we know she's killed anybody. Yeah. So. Ah. Well, I don't know. I feel like many people go into the movie knowing that she's killed people, but yeah. But it's like, but it's not like the Hannibal kiss where like it's... yeah. Right. I saw that on the list and was like, what? <laughs> Not only do we know that Hannibal has killed, uh, Clarice Starling knows that Hannibal has killed. It is not really a consensual kiss, and it's weird that it got Oh, nominated. okay, um, yeah. yeah and That's probably bad. And the Natural Born Killers, well, they're both the killers, so yeah. it's like... Cancels out. Right, yeah. Out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, what? Monst... Oh, they're gone. But, yeah, Monster is a film I... Like, despite that thing where I'm like, oh, a, a serial killer one, I liked it a lot. Like, turn, yeah. turns out when, yeah, when, you know, it's it's a film that I think, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to, like, see how to, like, phrase this delicately, but, like, if a male director had directed it, maybe it's not as good a movie or as thoughtful mm-hmm. about its perspective, um, yeah. Right. That's kind of what I I've heard about it. That it like is yeah. for a movie that kind of has a reputation as like 
ah, this is like a good performance, but the movie's like whatever. That like that's not really true. That it's a better movie than its reputation is, and kind of lives up to the Theron performance. Yeah, it's and that also like the Theron performance is more than just ah, oh, she put on a bunch of makeup and whatever. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely giving a good performance. Um, it's based on yeah, this film is like a true story. It's I believe. Mm-hmm. The first female serial killer in America. Um, yeah, uh, Interesting. Yeah, Eileen Warnos, I think that's how you say it. Who, yeah, Warnos, something yeah. like that. Warnos. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a prequel that came out this year. I want to say. Is that? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yes. You keep talking, and I will look into yeah. that. Oh yeah, American Boogie Boogie Woman. <laughs> Just. Yeah, it's someone weird playing Eileen Warnos, isn't it? Um, it's like a like a a young heartthrob. Peyton List. Oh, I remember why I found out about this because uh, Peyton List was, I believe, born on exactly the same day as me. Okay. Uh, oh wow! And so I was like, "What's she up to?" Uh, there's two Peyton lists, but this is the one who was born on exactly the same day as me. Yeah, there's like the old uh, Peyton, Peyton list. There's Peyton list, and there's Peyton R list. Yeah. I believe this one is Peyton R list? Like it's... Yes, this is Peyton R. Yeah. Right, one was on uh, Mad yeah. Men, one's in Co- on Cobra Kai. Um... Sure. And yeah, I'll bet that it's not very good. Uh, Nick <laughs> Vallelonga is in it, of course. Yes. That's that's its other uh, perhaps claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah. The son of the Green Book guy himself. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? What well, did you he think wrote. Of he's he's an Oscar winner. He wrote <laughs> Green Book. Yeah. Uh, me. Um. I. I. I'm like. While I'm watching these movies, I'm slowly realizing like what I have like a taste for, um, and like one is like jokes where like someone keeps on entering the room, I realize those really tickle my fancy. And I am, like, upset. Have we watched a lot of those? It's weirdly showing up a lot. Not It's not, like, the basis of the movie, but, like, but like um, <laughs> uh, another team movie had it. Um, the one oh, with, yeah. The one with Ben Stiller in it. I can't remember. Uh, something about Mary. That's the one. That one had it. Like, it showed up a couple of times. But something I've also found is that, like, man i am super engaged when i'm watching like i don't know how else to describe it but like a relationship thriller where like every scene like is just so tense and stressful like because like two people in a relationship are like fighting or like there's like a wedge between it like uh like cruel intentions or no not cruel intentions um indecent proposal um mm, yeah, yeah i realize that like i am so engaged with those movies because like they they make me like they make me cringe in like the right way where I'm like oh my gosh I'm so uncomfortable right now but in like in like the best way in like a movie's supposed to make you feel sometimes and this one definitely ha- has it there like it's yeah and then on t- on top of that it also has like the other side of the coin where like there's like very lovely moments like like the kiss itself and like when they're like getting along and like uh there there's also like the the sort of like dichotomy of like those two moods that the the movie has and like it's it's like edited really well too like the cuts like at certain points are like really really nice like the one near the beginning and like i think there's one 
near like the middle after she like claims her first victim it's a really well done oh, movie yeah. yeah yeah i enjoyed this one a lot it's it's like it's it always seems like in these like or especially in these years i think eventually that goes away but it's always funny when it's like just some like respectable adult drama getting an mtv movie award nomination for best kiss yeah right, right next to x-men 2 and bruce almighty yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a yeah. good palate cleanser like i'm glad that like i'm glad that there's like a shocking amount of variety in the movies that show up on these lists yeah and that's never gonna go away um that's... <laughs> uh, yeah the state of cinema is fine we're not gonna like be lamenting that at all by the end but yeah so this film which i had never seen but it helped me understand an arrested development joke um from because <laughs> in the third season charlize theron notably does a controversial arc um where she plays a character who they set up to be a Bond girl femme fatale, but then the twist is she is a mentally challenged British woman, and they didn't notice because of the accent. But there's something where they're, right. they're like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if they had met last year before the surgery, which is a picture of her in her, like, monster makeup. Basically just looking like her character from Monster. And I had never really gotten, like, the reference because I hadn't seen this. I watched it and I'm like, okay, right. I know what that is now. Um, yeah, I guess I n- knew wh- what she looked like as Eileen Ormos, even though I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, it's it's a pretty, like, memorable look <laughs> with the hair and yeah. the bleached eyebrows. and the, like. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely, like, really, really good, like, makeup and stuff. And, like, on top of, like, a really, really good performance um yeah i guess to like give like a pretty a pretty succinct like kind of rundown is that like uh was it it's is it cheryl theron theron is that or charlie's charlie's theron um uh she's like a she plays like a a prostitute who just sort of like meets this girl at a bar played by christina uh is it is it re Ricci. Okay, cool. Ricci. Yeah, Christina Ricci. Our, yeah. Wednesday Adams herself. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they sort of, like, hit yeah. it off. Eileen Warnos. I will say, on the topic of Christina Ricci, I'm surprised you're uh, not more familiar with her. Was she not nominated for Best Kiss for uh, the Vincent Gallo film, Buffalo 66? I can't see <laughs> how that wouldn't have made the cut. <laughs> yeah, it's... Weird, she's in all kinds of films that would definitely get nominated for like MTV movies. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. So those two characters sort of like fall in love. I, um, Theron's character is like initially hesitant because like I don't think she's had like like a gay experience yet, and she like, I don't think she like knows she is one yet. But she sort of like kind of alchemates to it because she's had like really awful experiences with men. Yeah, this this is also set in Florida, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, so like that's also part of the culture there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they start seeing each other, and then Theron's character is then there's like an attempted uh, rape by one of her clients, who she then murders, um, and like takes all of her money, so that takes all sorry their money, so that she's able like to give uh, Christina Ricci's character like like all the good things they want, and they start sort of like this little relationship. 
where they and then they also like start to like have like fights as well um and theron's character also like starts to need to like kill more of her clients um yeah she decides to quit initially after like the like, oh yeah because yeah. the whole thing is the first the first one is well like you know, she was, like, attacked. It's, it's self-defense. Was, it's, like, like, very clearly self-defense. Absolutely. Yeah. And so she's going to get out of it. But because of her, like, history and lack of qualifications, like, employers are, like, rejecting her and being really rude about it, too. And Yeah, it's a boot. So, like, so this, like, re- so this kind of, like, for causes her to, like, return to, like, prostitution. But because of sort of this sort of PTSD of, like, this experience... She's essentially convinced each time, even when they're not there, that these people are trying to, like, rape her. And so she starts to kill, like, basically it's like kill them before they can kill her. And it just gets more and more brutal. There's definitely escalation in it. And it's like a, again, like, I don't know how much this tracks like, the real history. But I think it is interesting there that, like, while obviously you can tell, you know, her actions aren't just that, but, like, I think... Jenkins is good at like having you sort of generate empathy for her situation. Yeah, absolutely. Where... Like, and I think the movie also yeah. like goes into that about like when she she has like her homeless friend. Is it like Tom, um, or is it or I can't remember. She has like or yeah, Thomas, um, and like yeah, Bruce yeah, Stern, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, thank you. They even have like a like conversation about like yeah, like this is like this is just the hand I've been dealt. Like it's like it's, it's circumstance. Like people don't understand that at all. And I think that it, like offers like a pretty, a pretty like neat perspective on that. But like you know, like did did she even have a chance? You know. And and then eventually, like, there's a point where she's gonna spare this guy who like offers to like help her, but then he sees her gun, so then it kind of comes to well, now I gotta get rid of you. But oh yeah, that seems absolutely like brutal. It's like I think it's like the first like on screen like killing of someone who's just like. De- like defenseless and innocent like infinitum like they they could they make such a point that this guy is like the most innocent person that could ever exist um and then yeah after that sort of slowly throughout the movie things have been like setting in motion like they crash one of the cars of one of their victims to the point where like the cops eventually at some point have like enough evidence that they're going to be able like to be able to like uh catch her and then She's yeah, sort of, and, and Selby also kind of figures it out at a point. Like she reads about yeah. the murders and begins to suspect what happened, and then she's like, "Well, I was just protecting myself." And yeah, it's... and then the movie sort of like ends with um, Christina Ricci's character like testifying in court against um, Theron at her like request, so that um, Christina Ricci's character is able to um, to like go away scot free. Yeah, it's kind of the thing where eventually. The gets to a point where they realize that like Richie could be seen as an accomplice so they like specifically do stuff and have her testify again against her to like show basically I think that's becomes kind of part of Eileen's motivation just getting her like girl yeah girlfriend off so she can have her life and yeah, yeah. and then um I guess yeah we kind of went over it but I guess just to yeah. circle back around to like the kiss it happens early, yeah, like really before early. she kills anyone, which is yeah. It's like a oh, it's like a super. I think it happens on like the dance floor, and then it cuts to like an alley, and it's just like it's just very it's very passionate. 
Yeah, they're at like the roller rink. Don't stop believing is playing unless you're watching yeah. the MTV presenting <laughs> thing where they changed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. It's a like probably like movie wise, it's like it's a must see. It's really good. It's definitely like it's definitely um, it's not near like boys don't cry levels of like uncomfortable, but like it's it's like. It's still like a pretty hard watch for I guess for some people, but like it's a good movie, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, it is significantly easier to watch this film than Boys Don't Cry under like most circumstances. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else to to say to e- either one of you? Like um, anything else to add on to Monster? I'll say you probably would have liked this one more than Starsky and Hutch <laughs> if you had gotten to it. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I think it also. I'd imagine. I think so. it also shares the name of a movie about um, a monster truck, where it's like an actual monster is living under the hood. That's what I thought I was going to be watching mm-hmm. when I got into it, um, but I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and then the yeah. next movie is The Matrix Reloaded. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, um, hard to succinctly summarize in any sense. Yeah, so I'm going to say... Like gook, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say we probably don't need no. to summarize... Uh, <laughs> yeah, go, go watch The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Go watch The Matrix. But, yeah. If you've heard The Matrix uh, sequels are bad, like, you heard wrong. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking as someone who I don't even think I've seen the first Matrix movie. So, oh, so this was just incomprehensible. No, no, no. To you. I got. I, I, I've seen a sci-fi every once in a while. I, I get it. There's robots. They're bad. We're people. We're good. You're like, where are the Looney Tunes? Where, where's just... Granny and and uh, and oh, what's his name? No, I forget. Speedy Gonzalez. That's the one. <laughs> but um, so much like iconic mm-hmm. Matrix stuff happens in this movie that like I don't see why more people like. If anyone's like, all oh, the sequels are bad, like, this is where, like, the million Mr. Smith fight happens. This is, like, where, um, like, the... The truck fight? The truck fight, the, the yeah, meeting, the, truck fight meeting the architect. Yeah. Like, so much iconic, like, Matrix. Yeah. I thought that all of that was in the first movie, and then, like, the second and third one, like, are whatever. But, like, no, this movie was, like, really engaging to watch, too. Like, even though, yeah, at the beginning, I was so lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, no... Yeah, no, the first Matrix is kind of about just, like, Keanu Reeves discovering, like, that, you know, the Matrix exists and that he has, like, can manipulate it and has powers and maybe a destiny there. Then this film is, like, elaborating more on what his origins are, what that destiny Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, like, and I get, yeah, because the plot summary is just, it'll be a complete loss for this movie. But for, like, The Kiss, I was surprised because, like, I feel like this is, like, another another situation where like there are better kisses in this movie and like i didn't really l- like the nominated kiss is just like why that one out of all like the really yeah good kisses in i this definitely movie. rewatching this kiss agree uh i was like like this this is not one of the things in this movie that works best yeah not the kiss where he literally reaches inside of her to like restart her heart not that kiss the like weird awkward like yeah. kiss me like you kiss her kiss like yeah i that was yeah. that was baffling to me i was i was surprised yeah. it was that yeah. one that got nominated yeah make me feel like i'm her which maybe it's like yeah they're like oh it's attention because you know who he really wants to be kissing but yeah like, <laughs> it's just like 
I don't know. They could, I guess maybe they could have like played it up if there was like an entire scene dedicated to that, like an uncomfortability trying to like cause tension within the group, like maybe. But it was like it was like a short scene that just like right. it felt just awkward and weird. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I'll say Keanu Reeves. He. This is we haven't seen him in a while. He of course got nominated for Speed in a. Yeah. <laughs> classic good kiss weird contacts with people cheering for him situation um and then he got nominated for a walk in the clouds which is still the most wait why did this get nominated movie to like exist just for having no impact and it mm-hmm. seemed to only have got existed because he's there and then this is like his third and final nomination for this matrix sequel where the kisses yeah just a weird one with like a minor yep. character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess yeah. Th- there's like not much. I guess I can ask some like Matrix questions. So like, what what exists in the is like if they go into the Matrix deep enough, will they sh- shut off the big brain squids? Is that my understanding of the Matrix? Is that, <laughs> that is something that could happen? Okay. It's... Um. Yeah. Yeah, because like I feel like uh. Uh, yeah, my maybe they get into it in the third movie, but like I wish they would kind of play up like the tension between like what's happening in like the non Matrix versus what's happening in the Matrix a little more in this movie. But maybe that's something that they go into like in the next one. Because I feel like that was like really compelling. Because like yeah, like why are you wasting all this time on like Destiny and stuff like this when there's like actual like material harm happening in the real world that we need to like be focusing on. I think that would be like a, that's like an interesting way to take it. I wonder if that's where the third one takes it. Yeah. Who would know? I guess then nobody's seen all these movies. There's no way to answer that unless I watch it myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should watch the like third Matrix. I, I, I think it's... I will. I think I will. Uh... And also the first Matrix, like this. <laughs> I all good. I is this weird thing? There's this weird cultural phenomenon that happens where I have seen enough parody material of the first matrix that i feel like i mm-hmm. i've seen it i feel like i've seen it entirely yeah. <laughs> of course. Just because i've seen so many parodies of like red pill blue pill and like the 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 arching mm-hmm. your back to dodge bullets oh yeah the only two scenes in the matrix the only two <laughs> at least in the first well he has he bends a spoon or two i guess <laughs> yeah he... uh yeah jumps into another person Uh, also matrix part of like the i guess the three movies that enjoy turning their logos green um like the incredible hulk or shrek um (laughs) their pre-movie logos yeah yeah that's uh the holy trinity (laughs) Trinity of green movies (laughs) yeah oh but yeah no um yeah the matrix I, I don't have much else to say about it, honestly. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess we can describe the actual kiss scene, because that one I think you can yeah. summarize. Basically, they're looking for someone called the Keymaker, and he is being held by a different person who's a Rogue Matrix program, the Merovingian? Is that how you... Merovingian? Merovingian? The Frenchman, they also call him. Yes. And he's... Christophe Lambert. Yeah, and he's not going to let the key maker go so his wife persephone is mad because yeah christopher lambert has been like cheating on her so she leads them to like where the key maker is but first she wants like neo to like kiss her and 
I think she's like a computer program, and I think they expand on the video games that the idea is when she kisses people, she can kind of pick up some of their experiences. Wait, did you? Did and she you uses say, that to feel did things. Did you say that's lore that's revealed to you in the video game? I read a Wikipedia <laughs> summary on her, and it's just like in Enter the Matrix. Like, it's... I think I played that game. Uh, not very far though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Matrix lore scattered all over exactly. the place. Some of it's in the Matrix right yeah. now. According to Wikipedia, she seems to be able to deduce the feelings and emotions of those she kisses. All right. Okay. That that tracks with the scene where, where like they have their first little peck and she's like, mm, "You didn't actually mean that." So I guess that but, yeah. that makes right. sense that they would be able to, that that tracks with like her abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, comparing this to like the other Wachowski film that got nominated, Bound, like Bound's definitely a better kiss. <laughs> oh wait, wait, which one's? I'm sure. Oh yeah, Bound. Sorry, when you said that, I was like, yeah. Bounce? What? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah. yeah. Oh, this is gonna be another case where like th- I think the movie we like like the most we skip over yeah. to, like <laughs> where we kind of it gets the least amount of time on it because there's not much to say beyond watch what? it. It's, it's a, a great, great experience. Mo- yeah. Um, it's a lot of emotions and fights and then just nonsensical like speeches from yeah. people like I'm the architect. If like, you wanna, it's good. if you wanna it's... understand it the best, watch it how I did on my phone at two times speed, um, intermittently while I was helping customers. Um, I feel like that is yes. the that is the penultimate way to watch any movie. Um, <laughs> sure. Please tell me you paused the film while uh, you were of, taking of customers. Of course, of course. I'm I I I'm not a monster. <laughs> uh, You're no Charlie's theorem. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. So, uh, there's a movie that's out. You know, it's about you know a regular guy, regular Joe Schmo, who is given. Um, an un, unimaginable amount of power but enough about free guy starring ryan reynolds we're talking about bruce almighty starring jim carrey mean... and jennifer aniston is that what happens in free From guy trailers that's what i'm assuming i mean in okay. free guy it's a bit I, I of course, have seen, saw Free Guy on opening day, on one of my only days off, because I'm like, I'm the free guy, I'm going to go see this and relate to it. Uh-huh. No, Free Guy, he is, like, a com- non-player character in a video game, and then it turns, but it turns out this video game, which is, like, a generic shooter, was built on a code of a more complex ones, and he, because, because conditions were set triggers him and he becomes sort of an elaborate ai that can become kind of self-aware it's so and that's bruce almighty everybody on to x-men 2 <laughs> i'll say free guy is a better movie than bruce almighty i i um, could have i probably could have guessed sure. that um yeah yeah quick thing about bruce almighty i definitely was like spitballing the idea of like maybe to like um cut down on like the uh on like the plot summaries you could do it in like limericks and I tried to come up with like a Bruce oh. Almighty limerick, but I couldn't do it without invoking an imperfect rhyme, so I gave up entirely. Um, I was trying to rhyme <laughs> Lord with hard, and I just was having a, a heck of a time. You're too much of an mm. artiste to do an imperfect exactly. rhyme. Exactly, and like, it was the first one didn't, I tried. Didn't, didn't consider doing uh, Lord with Tord or... No. 
Ford. Oh, Did Ford I, fit I in there? Think of Ford. Ford might have worked. Um, <laughs> but the first <laughs> rhyme was Bruce, and I think I got a, like a good amount of Bruce rhymes in there. But I, I could sure. not come up with. There once was a man named Bruce. So... He thought life was taking a deuce. So then he met the Lord. Sure. Found out it was Horde. And then <laughs> I, I had a third. I had the last line, but I can't remember. It was essentially something about learning his lesson. So now I think everyone yeah. listening probably understands all of Bruce Almighty, like at least plot wise. Yeah. Um. I. I can probably summarize it. In. It's yeah. yeah. Jim Ca- Jim Carrey is like a news reporter who does kind of the lighter side of the news segments of goofy things like, oh, here's a giant pizza. But his dream is being like the anchor. Um, Steve, Car- Steve Carell is kind of his rival in what I'm now realizing is probably the first thing I ever saw Steve Carell in. Oh, um, yeah, same. Absolutely, I think. Yeah, as the second as yeah. Evan Baxter. The second thing obviously being Evan Almighty, the sequel where he is a where he apparently is like Noah from Noah's Ark. Yeah. I never <laughs> saw Evan Almighty, but that one is well, cuz here's the thing about Bruce Almighty. It feels like it was made for kind of like church youth group kids who want to see a movie that's kind of risqué. But, like, not actually risky. That's a really good like, description. Also, like, man, if it wasn't for me watching um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, like, this best kiss list is doing everything in its power to make me think Jim Carrey's not a good actor. Um, yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> did I ever really like Jim Carrey or did I just like the Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I'm like, I found him funny once, right? He must, like, he must have been. We must just be missing them all. They must just be not having a kiss in them. Also, the like. The Mask is probably better yeah. Bruce Almighty. Oh, Because I think that's similar. He gets, like, crazy powers. Yeah. And... Um, also, like, quickly. I'm getting on the the limerick so what what were the first first two lines there once was a man named bruce who felt that life was taking a deuce um he okay so god made him powered uh, on having them he soured uh what's another that's and then i don't know the last one something or other i was i've been thinking about this for like a week Well, I only did uh, two fifths. No, of it. Oh, if we just go with the third one, we'll have a complete plot summary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, the third Bruce. Yeah. So uh, yeah, after... I don't remember what happens at the end of Bruce Almighty, so I don't know what the last line um, needs to com- needs to communicate. Something about organizing a blood drive. Yeah. It's, that's. Uh, he gave them his human juice. Yeah, so Bruce Almighty, yeah, this is uh, he gets passed over for anchor. Um, it's a situation where like, cause he, his, cause his segments are always like pre-taped, and the other guy Evans are always live, and suddenly he's asked to do a live segment after talking to his, yeah, after talking to his boss, who I'm trying to remember who his bo- boss was. Like it's, I honestly do not remember. Um, it's like a classic character actor. Oh, Philip Baker Hall. Oh, that that's, makes sense. Is, yeah. So like his, yeah, and like, but basically he's been told to do this live segment. And he's like, well, that's what like this other co-anchor like Susan was asked to do before she was promoted. So clearly I'm about to get promoted. But then while he's about to do his live Niagara Falls segment, 
it's announced that his rival has become the new co the new anchor. And then it like cuts to him where like he where he does essentially like the intentional version of like of Ron Burgundy's Anchorman like fuck you San Diego scene except like right. he's not reading off a teleprompter he's actually just ranting so like he <laughs> so like he gets fired then he gets beaten up and his car gets wrecked um he mm-hmm. the only good thing in his life is his relationship with his girlfriend Grace played by Jennifer Aniston right who, I do think I have it now the whole thing who is definitely a fully realized character and not yeah like... it is oh my god <laughs> right. like is it it's bad and this is gonna be like a spoiler yeah. for like my kiss ranking. I don't remember the kiss in this movie. I don't remember when it happened or why it happened. I have no recollection. It's, uh, I watched just the kiss. Yeah. It's uh, it's not memorable Honestly, Before at I had to look it up uh, to send it to Jesse, I thought it was a completely different scene where he quickly sure. dips her in the kitchen and gives her a little kiss. That's what I thought it was until I watched the mm-hmm. actual scene that it is. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay, so I d- here's the full oh. limerick. <laughs> there once was a man named Bruce. Uh, he thought life was taking a deuce. Uh, so God made him powered. On having them, he soured. And then from the curse, God let him loose. Hey. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it uh-huh. sidesteps all the weird. Um, yeah, so all the weird, weird stuff with God. And yeah, I come from like a church background. Ben, I know you definitely do. Like, What makes you say that? Do you that? have a church background, Jesse? Is it the... Uh, I went to a Unitarian Universalist church, so a church background, but not a very God-y background. Yeah, yeah. Ben's dad's actually a pastor, so... Oh, sure. He's very biz casual, Uh, though, about it. I would would assume that we've all had pretty similar Christian experiences. Yeah, I mean, Unitarian Universalism... Unitarianism is a Christian denomination, and Universalism is a Christian denomination... But Unitarian Universalism is not a Christian denomination, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. So I, I would not consider myself a Christian. I, yeah, I of course am like a very yeah went to a very chill Nazarene church, which definitely like didn't forbid dancing until like the last twenty years or something like that. Like, um, sure. Yeah, my great grandmother was definitely allowed to see movies and saw more than one in her lifetime. Um, but. Yeah, so different kind of things, and this is a film that it's trying to do kind of the the secular. Oh, here's like a god for everybody, even though like it's keeps explicitly like referencing stuff like the, Bruce's yeah. initial thing that he has powers is he walks on water yeah. in a puddle on a <laughs> right. lot, and he also he yeah. parts like the Red Sea, but it's red soup, like yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, yeah. So it's like definitely not like that kind of Christian yeah. thing, and again. But it's not really playing to, like, a Christian audience because there's a lot of swearing and also a joke where one of his uses of his powers is he makes Jennifer Aniston's boobs bigger. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, This movie is, like, it's really tough for me because, like, I can be, I'll be positive for a second. I think, like, the interactions between, like, Jim Carrey and Morgan Freeman are, like, really good. Like, I don't know if that's, I mean, maybe the writing is so bad, but, like, those two actors are just have such, like, charisma mm-hmm. and like star power between them that like it totally makes it work i don't know why um maybe if you broke down the dialogue and like a screenplay i would hate it but like the scenes where they're just vibing together are like i don't know i think those ones are really nice yeah 
And like yeah, this, I mean yeah. Morgan Freeman, yeah, definitely. Like, there's a reason this kind of like jump starts like the 2000s part of his career, sort yeah. of. And then um, I mean, ways that maybe weren't always for the best, considering um kind of allegations of him later in years that people seem happy to just ignore right. as long as he does his Morgan Freeman thing every once in a while. Oh no, but... that's awful. Oof. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. Society is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other. Yeah. yeah. The other sort of like kind of half positive, half positive, like half. They probably could have done this better. Is that like the scene where like he pulls the moon in and it causes like a flood like across the world? This movie could have mm-hmm. been yeah. uh, like an exceptional like dark comedy where like a guy like gets sure. powers and like he does a bunch of awful things because he's just not ready for that responsibility. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like it, yeah. Right, I mean, the pulling of the moon in happens right after the kiss. It's yeah. that scene where the kiss is. Yeah, where he's doing the very white and he's pulling it in. Yeah. Yeah, that, like... that's my thing with it. Like, it's, like, it really is just kind of the mask light where he has powers and then mostly just does them for, like, a bunch of silly stunts. And there's, yeah, like, there's not really... the part where, like, I'm like, this is good is when he uses his powers as a way to, like, help his car- career by giving him exclusives, like, he, yeah, like the best thing in the movie is like he shows up as this dog thing that's already been covered. They're like, Oh, well, you don't know your story, and then he uses his magic to have the dogs discover the body of Jimmy Hoffa, famous <laughs> teamster. Like, yeah, and like, and, yeah, this in this movie, like, I feel like there could have been such a neat angle for him, like, actually like experiencing like the consequences yeah. of like making a meteor hit the ground during, like, a regular festival for no reason. Yeah, he has a meteor harmlessly hit the earth, and it causes people to think the world's going to end. Like, it's... Yeah, and it, like, it gets, like, kind of close in places, like, when he, like, um, when he, like, replies all yes to, like, all the prayers in, like, his area, and, like, everyone wins the lottery, and the news is, like, everyone won the lottery in this, like, one area, so, like, we're gonna be investigating this. Like, having more, like, real-world, like, I guess like consequences for his stuff would be like I think it'd be a much more interesting way to take this movie than like the way it did go where like it feels like Probably. it feels like nothing he did had any consequence at all almost yeah except yeah even though like there is parts where it's like near riots but it also goes into like phase, phases where like eventually you're like okay God's just teaching him an elaborate lesson where first he has his powers and he's using it solely for like his gain and then the prayer thing happened so he sets up an email in a send-up of Yahoo called Yahweh. Um, mm-hmm. And just... And then he finds out that he's only receiving prayers from... I don't even think it's all of Buffalo. It's just part of Buffalo. Yeah, it's just like... It's like and he's, the first, like... It's like the next, like, five blocks of Buffalo. Yeah, but he's... And it's still giving him too much. He's, like, getting, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, which, honestly, like... I think this movie is overestimating how many times people pray. Like, unless they're yeah. just counting, like, every little, oh, please, Maybe. God, please. Yeah, like, that's what they might be doing. Yeah. I mean, there's people who pray every night. Sure. I feel like that's a solid subset yeah, of people. I don't know how key... many of those people are praying for a specific thing. Uh, that actually is a key plot point in the movie, because, of course, his girlfriend, Grace, prays every night. And it becomes a thing right. at the end when Grace's, like, sister, after, like, his... Basically, she's his devoted girlfriend. He, like, kind of keeps ignoring her for, like, her career. Eventually, he winds up, like, 
or his he gets an anchor job by making Steve Carell like say nonsense and like swearing stuff on television. I remember as a kid that slayed me. I was doing I was yeah. in, doing impressions of that for like we like when he just starts like babbling nonsense as a kid yeah. that slayed me. It's I also enjoyed that thing a lot as a kid. Though now I'm like, wait. If one of his only rules as God is he can't interfere with free will, isn't it? Isn't like literally putting words in someone's <laughs> mouth like interfering with free will? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah this movie probably. It's just funny because I. It's interesting for this movie to take the stance that we have free will, because uh, I feel like even in a godless uh, situation, it seems very unlikely that we have oh, free yeah. will. If you uh, yeah. add God Listen. into the picture, I feel like free will gets thrown this out. This is a yeah. determinist uh, ideological podcast. If you didn't know, I know last week we, we stated a bunch of things That's we are good. pro and against, but this is a determinist podcast. That's we good. Believe, That's good. I we agree. We're consequentialists. Danto- we're not dantologists. We're consequentialists. <laughs> we're going to eventually have to have an off-camera meeting where we clarify all the stuff we're pro and against on this podcast. <laughs> it'll, but, be a, it'll be a uh-huh. secret episode. We'll, we'll get it yeah. all out of the way, you know? <laughs> um, it can be uh, like a little palate yeah, cleanser exactly. in between but, different um, awards. Yeah, and I guess this movie, my big problem with this movie, and I think, Kenny, you'll be able to help me with this, is drawing a parallel between like it and yesterday, where I feel like... <laughs> listen it'll make sense that's a big problem it'll make sense where i feel like the problem with yesterday is that it's like a weird concept that takes a back seat to like a mediocre to bad not bad like yesterday's bad but bruce almighty's pretty bad love story where it feels like certain like aspects about the world just the people don't care about because oh we have to have like the love story and the resolution whereas i feel like like i feel like the implications of a person being god or the beatles never existing um have have, would have so many like interesting like domino effects that i feel like the movie just doesn't take time to address um i have i have not seen yesterday so i don't even know if that's true um and I know that I do know that because Kenny told me that it ends with the fact that J.K. Rowling's also doesn't exist in this universe. No, Harry Potter doesn't oh, exist. Harry we don't know Potter. if J.K. Rowling exists. That's even stupider. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's like my biggest problem with this movie is that like I feel like there would be such like an interesting movie about like. I feel like there already are like pieces of works out there that do a really good job of like like someone being like ultra powerful and like the consequences that would come along with that about like kind of not understanding that and like what like godly figures would actually be like, you know? Yeah, my biggest problem with the film actually goes into partly I'm and I'm sure I'm just like overreading it when I'm like, oh, this message is weirdly like cons- conservative in ways I'm not comfortable with like i'm sure that's not what they intended and if they had reworded it different maybe it's good but um as i mentioned it may not be over reading there's a couple of like distinct acts so there's like the act where like he's just using to benefit himself then it's where he's kind of answering prayers but not really and then he has this conversation with god after like there's a riot from like all the lottery people where like he tells him he's like look he's like parting cars and doing like all this stuff like 
that's those aren't miracles. That's like magic tricks. He's like, you know what a miracle is? He's like, a miracle is like a you know a single woman, a single mother, us work two jobs, still showing up for her kids' soccer practice. That's a miracle. Like a teen who says no to drugs and yes to education. That's a miracle. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's and it, there's also yeah. a scene early on in the movie where uh, a rival uh, news report he sort of gods a bunch of weed into their car. So like, and the the police like take him down. So it dates the movie a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, but right, that does kind of, yeah, date the movie a bit. Again, that also like is a better scene than the thing. But like Morgan Freeman's thing is he's like, he's like the basically Morgan Freeman's thing is like the truth is he's like I he's like I can do all this stuff, but what I really like is like you have the you've had the power to like do good and do all this stuff all along so why don't you try that and then although he still has god powers bruce almighty then just starts acting like a regular person um instead of magically making his dog not pee in the house he just potty trains him regularly uh there's like a homeless man with like a sign that like says something nonsensical and he just stands next to him in solidarity with a sign that says what he said and it's just all this, <laughs> I all the schmaltzy, st- yeah, and all the schmaltzy stuff. Um, we up until up until the point where he has a conversation with Jennifer Aniston's sister, where she's like, "You know what I do every night? Like I watch some TV. I have a couple glasses of wine. You know what she does? She prays oft for everyone, even you." Then he looks up her prayer history. She has sent like a thing because like they've broken up over this like kiss with a. This kiss with this his co-anchor. Oh, oh yeah. He also gives up his anchor job and like just goes back to doing like his regular stuff while he still has God pa- powers and oh yeah, because his big anchor debut is also like uh, keeps getting interrupted by the consequences of the prayer prayer stuff as well. Like there's power outages after the meteor hit the city. Like it's right. Yeah, all the. Buffalo wins the Stanley Cup because the coach keeps like praying for it, and they have to keep cutting to that. Like it's, yeah, yeah, that's so, not a bad bit. Like I wish the movie yeah, but, was like more of that. Yeah, yeah, but basically he gets this email that says, "Oh, please help me move on from Bruce. Like I, like I don't want to be in love with him anymore, but like I am." So like he walks on a highway, asking God to take his powers back and let fate be in his hands. Then he's immediately hit by a truck. And then he has one last combo with God where he's like, just give Grace a man she deserves. And then he wakes up in bed and she, it's implied she's given him blood because she has AB blood, which is AB blood. I thought, oh, is AB also like a universal donor? I, I thought think, it was just, oh. I think, oh, I don't think wait, so. I could be wrong about like, this. I feel like, like, I think they got blood wrong. Like, I was going to research this, and then I had to work so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. O negative is the universal donor. Is it? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh. Not yeah, AB can yeah. receive from anybody. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I have a super rare blood type, and they need it. Yeah, that, wait. So he would also have to have AB, but which just means he could take anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they're giving him AB. Uh, um. Anyway, so they get back together, and he holds a blood drive, the Be the Miracle blood drive. Um, but And that's kind of my thing. The idea of Be the Miracle is this sort of phrasing, the way it's said, is the idea that the onus, even if there is a god, is completely on us. Like, it's... And obviously, like, sure. you know, the blood drive is still going to help people, but it does feel like a thing where the movie is kind of going. 
if you're struggling, you just got to put yourself from the boots, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and have a good attitude about things. Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, I definitely yeah, got that same so feeling with yeah. the conversation between like Morgan Freeman and Jim Carrey near the end. Yeah, I definitely, got, yeah. I definitely felt that too. Yeah, and I realized the easy fix is to just change the wording. So instead of "be the miracle," there's like another thing I like that comes in movies with the idea of "you're the miracle." The idea that we as humans are like capable of so much and are like so like special that like we take for granted how like you know miraculous it is that we're even alive and i think if you had worked that in and then kind of had similar stuff and then it inspires him to do like a blood drive or whatever then maybe it's a slightly better movie but as is yeah. i was like mm. i think if there was four more scenes where the dog was peeing on the toilet human style that's what would make the movie better but i guess we just have difference of opinion i guess um. yeah <laughs> um oh yeah but there's a kiss um he plays Barry White and then they kiss on the moon and he brings it really close. I think he also writes her name in the sky. Like it's I think so. I think well, if he writes her name in the sky. He, he like the stars. adds and erases some yeah, stars. Make it look prettier. Which like also would have like weird consequences too. Yeah. And they're kissing yeah. all crazy in comedy style and it's I don't know. Yeah. It's maybe better it's than like the whatever. Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey kiss. Oh yeah, probably. Definitely better than the Ace Ventura 2 Jim Carrey kiss. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. But <laughs> I'll say, no, Dumb and Dumber was better than this one. Like, mm. I'm not a big Dumb and Dumber fan, but I like this, like, a lot better than Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, Bruce Almighty it was a good movie when I was a kid. It, I don't think it aged super well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, what what the main message we want to get across is don't don't check back in on bruce almighty you're just going to be disappointed Listen, if you're yeah. if you're sleeping on bruce almighty keep sleeping okay you're not missing anything instead check out evan almighty where if the description <laughs> i read is correct he builds an ark that's only there when a levy a levy in one city breaks and then the real ark is acts of random kindness <laughs> I enjoy that. But yeah, no, I I think I've said all I can say about Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah, they yeah. Also, also Steve Carell is not as much of a jerk in this movie as he seemed when I was a kid. Like, he's just like a regular person who does a couple, oh, like, yeah, exactly. asshole things. And I, I but think he's... that's like the point, honestly, is that Jim Carrey's like honestly overreacting to like a lot of like the problems in his life. And I think that's like yeah, super but... intentional that like he's just kind of yeah. like a regular guy. Yeah. But there is a scene where he's his boss is like, look, he's like, Evan's an asshole. You aren't. And he's like, I could be one. But, like, Jim Carrey is kind of one. Oh, yeah, like, especially near the beginning, yeah. like, when he gets his powers. Like, he's super selfish and, like, mean. Um, yeah, so he, he really is, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a good person. It's, it's not really, but whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, you said smite me, mighty smiter. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That was a pretty good line. I um, think so too. But yeah. Yeah, but we have one film left to discuss. Yeah. Um, X. X yeah. Two, the sequel to the yeah. X movies. I'm gonna say, I, I don't want to tell you how to do your podcast, but I'm gonna say, perhaps, uh, this movie was directed by a monster, and there's not a ton we need to say about it other than the kiss. Uh yes. Uh, X two, one of the classic classic superhero movies at the time a movie i did not see as a kid and saw recently but 
probably one of the Oh, sure. I mean, the other thing is that I did see this movie as a teenager and was just like, this one isn't good. There's nothing here. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, isn't Ian McKellen, like, barely in it? He's in it a bit. It's the one where he kind of teams up with them. Like, it's... I think he's in it more than Patrick Stewart, but... That's weird. Yeah, um... X2, yeah, directed by the... Yeah, Brian Singer. Bad, 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 um, bad. guy. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast to see if I can remember, like, what anyone's thing is in this movie, and the answer is no, other than that Alan Cumming has that good scene at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Other than that, don't remember a single thing about remember... this movie, except there's, like, a fight in the woods. Yeah. Um, I remember the Magneto scenes are really cool, when he, like, has, like, the little metal balls, and he's just flinging them at people. I like that yeah. scene. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll say, like, it's, it's good, like, Hugh Jackman's doing some good work there as the Wolverine, um, I agree that we can keep, keep it brief, brief kind of, so as to not talk, to, yeah, too, too much about stuff, but, yeah, did you enjoy X2, Ben? Like, uh, um... Yeah, uh, I enjoyed uh, bits of it. I def again, this is another one where I think I've seen all three of them, like when I was a kid, uh, but I've not seen like one or the the last stand like in forever. Um, this movie was like kind of boring, I guess, except for like the handful of scenes. Um, it just like didn't feel like it was like very exciting, or like they're just like. I don't know. It's just like I feel like yeah. it just like it feels like not a lot happened at all by the end. Yeah, I'll say I I enjoyed it, but it also seems weird that this is the one that was held up as the best superhero movie for so many that's, yeah, years that's super over Spider-Man yeah. Two, which yeah, Spider-Man Two objectively better sequel. Yeah, um, and also like the this movie like it's kind of like I would say like the best parts about it are just kind of carried by Ian McKellen. Like I really like his sort of scenes in this one. And and, uh, and um, sure. Alan Cumming as well. All the Nightcrawler stuff's also really nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Alan Cummings is a classic. When is he bad type actor? Uh, he, yeah, yeah. I enjoy him in most things, and I enjoyed him here. I felt bad that like in the Last Stand, famously, they wanted to do the Beast, who is another character with blue skin, and they thought that would be confusing for audiences. So they just um, wrote Nightcrawler out. Oh no! And to That's very strange. And to find out why, you had to play a video game, which I played like part. I rented from like a store once. Also, yeah, they're super right. It was confusing. I thought Nightcrawler got big and hairy, so it didn't even it didn't even do what they wanted it to do. I got I was confused, but like they could have just kept, if they kept both, I would be less confused. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say, this film at least engaged more with having, like, their character be a strong Catholic than Daredevil did last year. Cause... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The kiss is kind of eh. It's, like, kind of cute that, like, she, like, breathes a little bit of ice after, but, like, it's pretty underwhelming. E kind of. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll give a summary, like, because... Even if we're, like, just keeping the movies taught to the minimum. Like, X-Men, of course, is the long history of comics. Um, Rogue is uh, someone who... Her ability is she can absorb people's memories and powers, but she can't really control it. And that... Right. She is, like... 
well, she's like a popular character in like the X-Men, but I think other than like a cartoon and like these movies, she's never really one of like the main, main ones. Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I really like the X-Men cartoon. I remember I we used to watch it at camp and I, those were great times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, yeah. That's why I associate with like memories of that summer, the X-Men cartoon. The X-Men cartoon. Oh. Uh-huh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not any crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, these films famously she, underplay yeah. the role of Cyclops. Like I don't think any X-Men film has ever tried to do Cyclops and make him interesting. Like it's Sure. Which I mean, yeah. he is kind of like a vanilla character. He the comics are g- good with that, but like I don't know, like I, I think like he's he it is kind of funny that like they're just like, Oh, who cares about like Cyclops? He can shoot beams from his eyes, whatever. Wolverine is like claws bone claws even just yeah i mean it's just like i have no problem with james marston but they cast a much more compelling actor as wolverine and so he gets more to do yeah oh yeah it's also funny that it's like james marston (laughs) who is gonna come up in yeah yeah wait he's not even the kiss and enchanted is he but we'll Um... oh no yeah yeah they yeah they go for a dempsey kiss but We'll talk a lot about James Marsden a bit in a few years um, when we get to Enchanted. Um, sure. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah, I will say, uh, as you mentioned, Rogue is one of the participants in this kiss, played by Anna Paquin, who is wonderful, but it makes sense that she is not on this list anymore because, I guess even before this, but then also for, like, the ten years after, the basically from, like, 2000. Two to 2011 she has a string of movies in which her kisses are with uh teachers which it would be hard to put on this list though i guess there is some precedent oh yeah Uh, yeah not as hard as you would hope but yeah and i would say the one that is the most memorable kiss of those is with Philip Seymour Hoffman in 25th Hour but i would imagine she also kisses Jeff Daniels and Matt Damon in uh, Squid and the Whale and Margaret. Oh. At least in Squid and the Whale, she's a, a college student. Yeah, that's... I mean, still not great, but better. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the other one is Sean Ashmore, uh, who plays Bobby the Iceman. I always thought Man. it was Dominic Monaghan. They just look the same. You didn't even think it was Aaron Ashmore, his identical twin brother? God. No, that's not who I yeah. thought it was, Sean. and I did not know that he had an identical twin brother. Yeah, Aaron Ashmore, who played Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. Um, sure. Yeah, a TV show about Teen Superman, uh, now most notable because one, one of the lead actresses was recently convicted for her involvement in a sex cult. Um, that's right, Jesus. that's right. <laughs> X2 bringing out the worst this podcast. Hey, Aaron Ashmore wasn't involved, and I'm with his brother Sean, who is Iceman. Um, I'll say this is funny because uh, in a recent development in the comic books is they had his character Bobby Drake, the Iceman, who can, of course, is an ice person. Like they had, they kind of had him come mm-hmm. out as gay, which. Huh. Initially, it's like a weird comic booky thing where it's like his younger teen self is brought to the present and has this kind of revelation about himself in a weird way where like 
Jean Grey, the tel- young Jean Grey, the telepathic character, reads his mind and goes, you're gay. It's like, whoa. And then that causes the older version to go, wait, I think I'm gay too. Like, because he's me. And it's kind of, kind of again, just really mm. weird, but it's funny huh. if I hear and that... I mean, it kind of shows how not really planned it was in the comics, where it's like, yeah, and now here's this, like, big kiss with Rogue, where she does lose control a little bit by the end. I think that's the notable part, that they kiss, and and even the clip on, like, when they show the presentation has her go, uh, sorry, like, afterwards. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that the little thing where she, uh kisses him and then breathes the ice at least makes it kind of an interesting kiss but it's not a very good kiss yeah it's just kind of like a it's, it's yeah not, nothing to write home about honestly i was like yeah yeah it's it's no spider-man no it's um, no spider-man no yeah. no one in this movie gets turned into a skeleton you know so nothing can be like spider-man one i yeah i just i I kind of want to go back and like I I have not watched any of like the new new um, X Men movies. Are they like Are they good? Are they like worth a worth a power through? Um, a f- I haven't seen them either. There are defenders. I know. Yeah, a friend of mine and Jesse's goes really hard for them. Okay. Like especially like Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, and New Mutants. Um, I like. Unfortunately, most of the X-Men films I like. Also, I've never seen the original X-Men are directed by bad people, so I can't, can't really sure. enjoy them. I, I might give a... Po- oh, I think Apocalypse is still Singer, though. I'm like, uh, I don't know. New Mutants it almost has something going on. But, and, you know, probably we... Well, I don't have great hopes that being in the MCU is gonna, like, result in a lot of great X-Men movies, but... I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do there. Yeah. But yeah, this was a fun movie. I'll probably never watch again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Um, yeah. Hey. Do we want to move on to our best movies? Sure. Yeah, because yeah, if we keep going, I'll just mention how Sean Ashmore was in Animorphs and talk about Animorphs <laughs> for twenty minutes. <laughs> mm. but yeah. Um, for like my best movies, I would say probably like the like the bottom two i would probably say probably just be yeah x2 and bruce um i just eh, i just didn't really vibe with these movies as as much as the other ones um and then these top three um there's like a huge gap between four and four and three in this list um i think i would probably put it um probably matrix and then oh, that's really tough, honestly. I would probably put Startsky and then Monster would probably be the way that my list would shape out by the end of it. Um, yeah, Matrix is a tough one. I feel like Matrix would be higher if I watched if I actually watched the first one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I like it better than the first one. Oh, I'll that's say. good. I'm glad I watched uh, a good one. Yeah. I mean, the first one's obviously good, but yeah. You know, it's it, it's in. The, you're right that like it's in the. It's been parodied yeah, and copied it's, so it's many a, times that it's hard to take it it's at its own value. It's a phenomenon that that happens with like so much stuff. Especially yeah. like it's like, it's like the perfect generational gap between me and my dad too. Where like my dad will like know all the things that Family Guy is referencing, but I'll only know the references. <laughs> <laughs> right. God. Um. 
Sorry, just thinking about had some. Yeah, knowing so, so few references. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get my rankings up. Bruce Almighty very much at the bottom, like bad, bad. Then Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, okay. I I laughed like a, I laughed more than I expected to laugh at it. Then, Bruce. Then Bruce Alm. No, not Bruce. Uh, X two. Yeah, it's. It's good, has stuff I like. And then Monster. And then Matrix Reloaded at the top. I'll say the Matrix, like I think the the thing that maybe some is gonna cause some people to prefer the Matrix is the Matrix is a bit more like a conventional like in its aims. Like it's it's easier to bit easier to follow as a movie where the Matrix Reloaded is a lot of wild swings, a lot of big emotions and action yeah. and feelings and if yeah so if you so like i understand people are like oh yeah the matrix is the one i kind of go for like if you're if you need that kind of more just conventionally entertaining thing but you know i like the matrix real loaded oh yeah, yeah i'll probably like revisit the matrix before i revisit like monster or starsky i would say yeah. no it's definitely like great for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah Right, you want to rank what you've uh, seen, Jesse? Or <laughs> yes, I do have to leave out monster. Uh, I'm gonna say the bottom is tough. I'm gonna say Bruce Almighty at the bot. I think has to be at the bottom, even just because I don't. I mean, Bruce Almighty and X Two are both like I barely remember them. I think it has to be Bruce Almighty at the bottom because it's clearly just more in there uh then x2 at four starsky and hutch at three because there is some solid stuff even if i still think it's outweighed by the bad stuff and then easily matrix reloaded at number one okay cool but what about the kisses yeah this is a tough one do we want to go snake style and have me go oh, first uh, yeah go oh, for yeah, it first. Alright, sure. Uh, this one I am gonna... Um, uh, oh, right. So starting from the bottom, I'm gonna say at the bottom... I think it's Bruce Almighty again. I think Darsky and Hutch at four, because, you know, it's just, that's also really just nothing. Um, the two and three are tough to rank, because both of them are just like... There's kind of an interesting idea, maybe... But the kiss doesn't really work. I'm going to say Matrix Reloaded at 3 and then X2 at 2 just because, like, her breathing ice is a little bit cool. And then Monster is the easy number one. That's the only one that's like, oh, yeah, this is a good kiss. Yeah, and then yeah. I said for myself where I go again, again yeah. and things like... Have you never seen a it's... snake before? oh i've seen a snake all right um yeah bruce almighty at the bottom then starsky then yeah yeah i think my shakes out the same as like jesse's i would say like my matrix reloaded or yeah matrix reloaded f3 like it's not a strong kiss year i'll say that's definitely maybe could have swapped one of these out for other ones, but I was I will say we can talk about it when you've all ranked. I was looking and there wasn't a ton that stood out to me, though it's not a year I've 
necessarily seen everything yeah. from. Me? Yeah, these are all films that came in 2003. Maybe it was just too soon for America to be ready to kiss again. Um, Maybe. I really gotta stop bringing up 9-11, but it's... But X, but yeah, X two in second place. Like it's a kiss I enjoy. I think the actors have decent chemistry. It makes me go, oh yeah, Sean Ashmore. What happened to him? And then the answer is like he's doing TV stuff. And then monster, mm-hmm. monster. Like I think it's telling that like you didn't even see monster, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a good kiss. So yeah, and with context, yeah, it still plays as like a good kiss. So yeah, um, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would honestly agree that, like, this year is, like, kind of eh for kisses. I would say that, like, mm-hmm. the bottom, like, the, it's it, whew, it's really tough. Because, like, man, I would honestly say, like, the bottom, the, the bottom can honestly be these four shared. Like, X2, Starsky, Mark, <laughs> Matrix, and Bruce. Because, like, they all just swing and miss so hard. And, like, but the monster <laughs> one's like, oh, that's so good. Like... Ah, that's amazing. Like, I felt that kiss. I felt like I was being kissed. Like, I absolutely loved that one. Wow. So, yeah, I think this is the end. It's a weaker kiss here, but it's all right. I'll say... Yeah, the only thing that's sticking out to me is, like, maybe you could throw it in is, like... I don't remember any kisses from this movie, but uh, Intolerable Cruelty... It feels like there must be, like, a fun George Clooney, Catherine Zeta-Jones kiss. Yeah, let's... You'd think, you'd think you'd be able to throw that in, you know, and it'd be... There's maybe not a great one, but it would be better than one of those bottom-tier Absolutely, ones. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's a bit of, like, a lull, but I'll say, having seen the next couple of years, there's definitely better kisses ahead in 2005, and... 2006 particularly was one, but there's, there's definitely like a couple, like the next couple of years where I've watched these films and seen the winner. I'm like, yeah, this is good iconic stuff. And then there is just one, one of the other nominees that would come out of nowhere and make me go, oh, oh, hmm. Um, like, wait, just a little te- tease for up ahead. Did, uh, did Free Man have a I kiss? assume the one that. Free Guy does in oh, fact have guy. a kiss. <laughs> And I watched yeah. it, and I said, hmm, I wonder if that'll make it in, because I'm hoping they do more movies next yeah, year. Like, I can only assume, looking at uh, the, preview, the the movies that are coming up ahead, that the dynamic you're talking about is that you saw The Notebook, and you were like, oh, yeah, well, obviously that's an iconic kiss. That's great. But then you saw Garden State, and you were just like, wow, you can't beat Garden State. Man, when you just did that bit, I was worried you were going to do the one that actually, it actually was, so like, give it a way. Uh, Garden, Garden State one is fine. It's, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, the no, no. I can't wait to watch more uh, into the Daredevil expanded universe, but not the TV show one, just God. the Electra movie. God. The DCU. That might be the most, <laughs> that might be the most mad I've been to watch a movie for this podcast that wasn't Lolita. Like, <laughs> um, well, sounds like you got a fun, a fun year coming up. Yeah, and we definitely didn't jump ahead past a couple of segments to get to what was coming up. But uh, now <laughs> it's time for apology. recommendation of the week, where everyone gets to recommend anything they want for our audiences yeah. to seek Band, out. Song, TV show, video game, uh, website, 
Maybe just tell them to yeah. drink some water. It's all up to you. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, do you have one right now, or do you need, like, a minute? Or... Uh, can I do two? Yes. Well, one of them's real quick. Since you said drink some water, I'm going to more specifically recommend uh, strawberry Waterloo. I mean, seltzer water in general is really a delight. I think it's better than soda. Uh, I love it so much. But strawberry Waterloo... You know what? I'm even going to recommend two different seltzers. Strawberry Waterloo has been my go-to only because it has become inexplicably impossible to find orange bubbly, which is also delicious. So if you can find orange bubbly, uh, buy a couple and send one over to me. But I also want to recommend, uh, I don't know when this is airing, but... Uh, George Lucas Talk Show has returned. Uh, they did an episode last night with Paul F. Tompkins, which is very long, uh, as is generally the case. I think they wanted to go shorter and failed. Uh, but it's really, uh, it was a really fun episode. And if they've got, they haven't announced when the next one will be, but follow them on Twitter, uh, see what's coming up. I believe it's at G. Lucas Talk Show. Uh, it's really one of my favorite things to watch. Uh, they got the return to television. Well, the the first public appearance post-health scare for a certain beloved actor uh, last night. As a little tease. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah ben. I'm glad we got our first yeah, drink recommendation. I like that. Yeah. You'd enjoy George Lucas talk show, Ben. It's like this guy, <laughs> Connor Ratliff, who playing George Lucas. And that, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the comedian Griffin yes. Newman from a podcast Jesse and I both listened to Blank Check. Like, that definitely was an influence on the existence of this podcast, plays Watto. And it's. it's the sidekick <laughs> slash warm up comic slash announcer. Yeah. And it's a really funny impression. He's done it so much. It's like, how has yes. he not permanently ruined his voice doing that? Yes. Like, yeah, and I mean, Connor is just one of the absolute greatest alive. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you got something bad? Uh, or you... Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I always think I recommend stuff in the past, and maybe I haven't yet. Um, but I would recommend it is a YouTube uh, independently funded uh, show called Hell of a Boss. Um, they just released their sixth episode of season one. I'll probably recommend it again when they finish it up. But um, this sixth episode is probably their longest. It's also like has insane action sequences that are animated beautifully. Um, I think my entire, almost my entire day at work today was just going through my Twitter and just seeing like all like the breakdowns and the storyboards. And it's absolutely lovely. And I've been enjoying myself watching it. Editor's note, there's also some good kisses in it too. Um, but yeah, that is my recommendation of the week. Yeah, um, I have a couple things. One inspired by me learning Sean Ashmore was in Animorphs and wanted to bring it up. Um, if you've never read Animorphs, read a summary, learn what the ending is, because the ending is like insane for a book a series of for a book series ostensibly aimed at children, and then search out. The K.A. Applegate letter, that was the author of Animorphs, and she wrote an open letter to the fans who were upset that their kid's book ended with a very, like, open-ended, bleak ending about the realities of war. 
And it's one of the best responses I've seen from, like, an offer telling the fans, like, look, I respect my audience too much to compromise by giving you some, like, fairy tale crap. Like, this is how war works, and if you don't like it, like, that's just how how it is. So, that's, seek that, that out. That is the same it's... message that we preach on this very podcast. That is the stance that we take. Yeah, she's like, relationships fall apart and people get traumatized and, like, war te- technically doesn't end on some big happy ending, but usually a lead up to another one. And it's, That's and it's something that, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. And then my other other thing, um, when I talked about how the Bruce Almighty message I prefer is something of the You Are the Miracle, there's a video game called Disco Elysium. It is... Out on most major platforms now, I think Switch has been kind of the holdout where that version's been sort of taking them longer than maybe they had thought, but it is a, and it's kind of a, it's sort of a role-playing game, but in the kind of, where it, the game is kind of, you're playing a cop who, in a sort of alternate world that was kind of ravaged by a failed communist uprising, rising and now is ruled kind of by capitalism to an extremes but you are a cop who is sent to investigate a murder but instead of investigating the murder you got really blackout drunk and forgot everything about yourself so you sort of build your personality through what you choose to invest skills in and with conversations with different part parts of you like your half light which is your tendency to go for like violence or you can have like a really high encyclopedia skill and I'll tell you stuff about the world. You can have like a really high skill of something they call inland empire, which is essentially your imagination that like that keeps you from trying to learn more about yourself because like it's trying to protect you or whatever, but also may- helps you make like intuitive leaps. And as you just kind of wander around trying to solve this mur- murder, and it it's one of the most mesmerizing like pieces of art I've like. I think played in the last couple of years. It's really funny. Um, there's not a lot of like action sequences per se, but there is like there is a bit where you can like punch out a super racist guy, which is kind of your two options at that point is to either fight him or subscribe to his theories. So you kind of have to hope you're good at fighting him. Um, and it does lead to, there is a subplot involving cryptozoology, which if you play through culminates with you and a stick bug creature having a conversation, that leads to a thing where like, he's like, wow, this is it. This is like the miracle I've been looking for. And then the thing's like, no, you're the miracle. And uh, as I describe it, it maybe doesn't sound good, but in context, like it made me sob. Um... And yeah, Disco Elysium. Play it up. Yeah, and, yeah. And with that, uh, Jesse, thanks for being on the show. Is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? Of course, I would like. When is this coming out? Um, two. Yeah, not this week, but next week. Okay, so uh, yeah, I co-host the podcast. Can I kick it? Which is a podcast about film festivals. Uh. And by the time this comes out, uh, 
I will be about to head to the Toronto Film Festival, which I will be covering for the podcast. Uh, I think we're going to have a few bonus episodes, uh, just kind of dispatches from the festival. And yeah, uh, we... Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be my first time physically at a festival covering it for the podcast uh and i'm hoping that we'll have some fun guests on those episodes and then later in september we are all going to be at the new york film festival so it's a a fun month that we've got coming up for the podcast well cool ben um I run a little podcast called Pass the Golden Popcorn. Um, I also have <laughs> um, I have a Twitter. Uh, it's at uh, FutAlbe. That's F-U-T underscore A-L-B-E. Um, I recently posted a very, very funny GIF. You should all go look at it. Um, I also have an Instagram. Uh, Not2Pens. That is N-O-T underscore 2 underscore P-E-N-S. Um, I will eventually listen to all of Weezer. I have a really good idea for how the tier list mm -hmm. video will play out, and that will be posted there as well. Wow. Okay, I, I should say, now that you remind me, that you can also follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at JCPGlickWeber. Weber has two Bs. Oh, oh right, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to see if you were done before I... That's, um... No, 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 no. I thought I was done, and then I realized I wasn't. Yeah, uh, Can the Kick It is a good podcast. I was on it once last year when they couldn't go to the Toronto right. Film Festival, and I did a dispatch mm -hmm. where I said some things I probably no longer stand by about Best Picture winner <laughs> Nomadland, and said some things sure. I definitely still stand by about a delightful film called One Night in Miami. So you can listen to that one or one of the other better episodes of that podcast with more interesting guests. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter or Letterboxd at Like a Wolverine. Uh, for this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Gold Popcorn Pod. Our theme song is done by Matt Samard, who made me see Joker twice. Well, I mean, I made myself see it once, but he made me see it the second time. Um... Ben did the artwork. It's you can email us at passagoldenpopcorn at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. And I think all that's left is to say what's coming up for next time that we haven't already mentioned. So mm -hmm. So for Best Kiss 2005, the nominees are Natalie Portman and Zach Braff, Garden State, Gwyneth Paltrow and Jude Law, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Uh, Jennifer Garner and Natasia Malf. I don't know how to say that last name. Maybe I'll learn it. Electra. Alicia Cuthbert and, and Emile Hirsch, The Girl Next Door. And the winner for 2005, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, The Notebook. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'll be a fun one. Probably just me and Ben, the dynamic duo back at it, but it's always good to have have yeah. a guest around, and yeah. yeah, you were great. I really loved having you on. Oh, thank you so much. I was talking to Kenny. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Um, yeah, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and ju- just remember, um, Bruce Almighty, keep that one in your memories. It's better in your memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Bruce Almighty Certainly. was the yesterday of 2004. Yeah, and with that, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Nothing funny at the end this time, chuckleheads.